Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast. It's finally here, self-concept. My name is Nitura and I'm a CBT therapist. I specialize in working with individuals and couples experiencing primary mental health difficulties such as depression, anxiety, OCD, phobia, social phobia, PTSD, low self-esteem and so forth. A lot of people have asked me why I chose to call my podcast self-concept and what that actually means. The idea behind self-concept is to help people understand, accept and build on their understanding of who one's true self actually is. So I'm starting this podcast with a segment called Accepting and Committing to Your True Self. In today's episode, I want us to explore what accepting your true self actually means. People often strive to be happy. They often say their goal is to be happy, which is derived by the expectation that humans are or should be happy by default. However, looking at the science and biology of human existence and considering the nature of evolution, humans are actually wired to survive by default, meaning that we are naturally, instinctively prone to noticing danger and threats than we are to finding joy and happiness. When we really think about the fulfillment and purpose of life, it's not so much about how much we do, but the intent in choosing what to do and how to do things. As we try to find the answers of the presence or lack of happiness within ourselves, we often find that the answers to those questions are external. We realize that our fulfillment of life is not based on what we get, but on what we can give. That is where true joy is. You may wonder why. And again, the biology and physiology of our brain show that through evolution, humans are social creatures. We have learned that being part of societies, communities and tribes keep us safe. Thus being part of a group means being protected. That is the core of happiness, giving and receiving. So what does this have to do with accepting your true self? How does one identify what features their individual personalities, characteristics and attitudes? We often judge and criticize ourselves for not being happy, for not having done enough to achieve happiness and so forth. Accepting your true self means understanding that you exist among multiple constructs, understanding that besides how you're feeling in this moment, there are innumerable moments that you have experienced and will experience in life. Some are superior, some are inferior to the here and now. And in any case, within the existence of life, Living requires a collection of emotions, thoughts and behaviours. Every moment of your existence is illumined by a reflection of your context, your surrounding and environment. Though emotions and thoughts are internal experiences, learning that these two paths, just like external ones, can be challenging. 
However, noticing the ability and power of change within ourselves frees us from self-criticism and judgment. Notice how our thoughts and emotions pass through moments. Emotions are not always constant. There is movement and depth. Letting them be what they are, experiences rather than hooks, is one of the most freeing gifts you can give yourself. Though that often means facing your pains and suffering. Sitting with your emotions can often be scary. A lot of people categorize emotions as positive and negative ones. They name emotions such as anxiety, fear and anger as bad ones. However, that in itself is judgment. Each emotion we experience is there to protect and guide us. For example, if we did not have the ability to feel anxious, we would be putting ourselves in all sorts of dangerous situations. We wouldn't be wearing seat belts. So rather than running away from our emotions or fighting them, let's try to take a different approach by sitting with them, inviting them and getting to know them. As humans, we like to be in control. We like to believe we are in control. But knowing your true self begins with accepting that a lot of things in life happen to you. You had no choice as to what genes you would be born with, which family you would be born into, which environment you would be brought up in. Most of these experiences started or existed during early childhood. Your attachments with your parents, stresses and experiences during childhood account for a lot of what shapes you into who you are. And what I mean by that is your perception and interpretation about yourself, others and the world. And these are the rulers determining how you respond to things, how you make decisions and how you overcome obstacles in life. Luckily, this latter part of the process is something you can change as they're often maintained by unhelpful behaviors. But in order to accept who you are today, you must be compassionate You must be empathetic to your thoughts, emotions, circumstances and choices. This takes a lot of courage. This means not being afraid to face your pain. As Russell Cole said, facing the things in life that causes us pain are the things we need in life to change. The longest relationship you will ever have with anyone is the one you have with yourself. Will you ever be in such a toxic relationship with someone else, with such high levels of criticism and shame? Speaking to you with such a cold and aggressive tone, every thought that you experience has an emotional tag. The narrative you create can be life-limiting. 
our thoughts creating emotional blockers. At times, feeling the same emotion, even one you call a negative one, can be more soothing than being vulnerable and facing the uncertainty of experiencing a new emotion that change would bring. Through my work with many clients, I have noticed this pattern, the fear of something new or different. What would that bring? So I ask, are you ready to feel something different, even if there is no guarantee that in the short term it will be what you perceive to be a positive emotion? Pain is part of the body's defense mechanism. It's a natural emotion, physiological and cognitive experience. But when one emotion rules the show, that's when we have a problem. All emotions have an equal place in us. No emotion is bad. When we have an understanding of how the mind works, that's when we can make a choice, a change. Of course, I must emphasize, we want to understand our minds non-judgmentally. That is the only way to maintain and develop motivation and resilience to make choices and change. One must be ready to feel the unknown, a new emotion, a different depth of an emotion, or even revisiting an emotion in the state that it was experienced the first time rather than the protected version. This is what we call secondary emotions. For example, displaying anger instead of buried pain or sadness. So by increasing compassion, we reduce the threats of our own inner experiences and we therefore make space to live a life that is in line with our values. We create freedom and regain power to make choices that are ours. So today, I'd like you to take some time to think about how you would like to flourish. How would that look like? What would you need to flourish? And remember that one of the most beautiful flowers, the lotus, flourishes through mud. We need mud to grow and flourish. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful and thought-provoking. Please comment down below any questions that you would like answered in this segment. I also welcome any feedback. Please like, follow and share with your loved ones. The next episode will be shared next week on Sunday here on Self Concept Podcast. Thank you so much. Bye bye.